<laughs> I have no idea. So, like, welcome the, to let's the, do the Super Super uh, Mario Brothers. To the Super Mario uh, Watch Night's Watch. We just say, welcome to the podcast. No. Yeah oh. the 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 football podcast. The, We've kind of pioneered this whole podcasting thing. We're like right at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. We are the only ones. <laughs> Do you think other people will get on this train? I hope so. I I don't know. It's kind of weird listening and talking. So anyhow, um, today we are here to discuss week five. Week five. Like going into week five. Yeah, going yeah. into week five. Unbelievable. I feel like the season's flying by. Yeah. It's already half over. No, incorrect. But oh. there's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, today we're going to go about a similar structure as as last week. We're going to go position by position for the previews. Uh, and how rude of me to not mention that we have Millie here today as a guest. Um, so more than likely, we'll have some cameos from her, and she'll she, be the she'll be the second color commentator today. That's correct. And and yeah. she's very much into seashells right now. So she might be enlightening you all on some of her seashell collection. But uh, before we get to that special segment, last week, Joe, like you were saying offline, the 0-3 teams were clutch. Yeah, they all won, which is big for like, I think, their, their chances for the future, obviously. But... So we don't get to have that conversation about, is it time to panic? For any of the own four teams, you, I assume you are in the boat. I agree that everyone's got a great shot still at making the playoffs and no one should start to really give up or sell off assets at this point. Yeah, I would say so. Actually at the beginning of this year, um, I don't know, I forgot if Jordan initiated it or if I was just uh, interested, but I looked at our historical uh, records after X week. So like, Oh, if you have, three wins after seven weeks what has been the historical chance you've made the playoffs and then if you have four wins after nine weeks what's the chances that you would make the playoffs obviously it's a small sample size but that could be a conversation next week it'll be interesting oh so you're just teasing this i was like well what what, what are some of the interesting oh no things no no I, I don't have it ready but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i think it's more i think it would be more significant after week probably five or six, probably six or seven actually would be the better anyway because that, that's kind of where it's like oh if you have like two wins after seven weeks you're probably not looking great right like but what's the percentage versus like if you have three and what's that drop off like if you have if, yeah if you're three you and four together. versus two and five you, you might have a much greater chance of making the playoffs than if you're just four and three together, versus three. Uh, just start putting together like a weekly chart or something on that and just post it. Like it's just going to be updating percentages, right? So like next week you'd be able to post, you know, if you're five and oh, four and one, three and two, two and three, you know, all those options, what the percentage is and people yeah. can see like what bucket they fall into. Yeah. So Knowing gonna... that it's a small sample size. So like all the numbers are going to be, yeah. Although five and oh is no longer relevant because you were taken <sighs> down last week yeah i think the way that i think the way that you lost and i'll tim i feel is the same way is probably my least favorite way to lose in fantasy football and here's why Mm -hmm. i much rather 
have the points in hand, like going into Sunday night or Monday night. In this case, I had, I had my points. I was done. My people had all played. And then I hate being the person playing catch up, but even worse is when it's very realistic, if not even probable that I get the points needed. So like, it was very probable in my opinion, that Mike Williams would get you at least like eight points. I mean, it's projected for eight 14. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very probable. And to have, and to sit through like an entire game, being like, I get a catch, and, and just like not get anything and end with, when do you have one catch for like 11 yards or something? 11 yards, I think. Oh, yeah. brutal. It, it, to me, that's just one of the most brutal ways to go down because you you kind of like, ah, I got this. Like, it's pretty realistic. And the same thing happened to, to Tim, he had Waller and Keenan Allen, who together, I think they needed 22 points and were projected to get like 28, 27, 28. So it's like very realistic that he would get it. And Keenan Allen, kind of like Mike Williams, just did nothing. So congrats to Brian. Congrats to myself getting our first wins, giving us a little more hope that that we can we can make the playoffs. And then Jordan also, you got to good win yeah i i can't kyle schroeder two and two surprised there a little bit i mean i guess he's had the christian mccaffrey injuries that you know if he was healthy maybe that would that would change things but surprised that he's two and two at this point in the season yep and then the last matchups andy he beat evan 92 to 81 were these the two lowest scores they were Oh, that's just so, which is kind of yeah. I know. I, I'm I'm still on the mindset we have to figure out some, I don't know, way to like. So I still have that. I still have that column in the power rankings every week that like if we were to add a win for the top five weekly scores and add a loss, I think it's I'm adding a loss for the bottom five. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think you should. I think it's just I think the point is just to add an extra win. And maybe I'm doing that. I forget. But yeah, anyway, but I I forget what that column is representing, but it's something similar to that. I, I need to look at that again. I knew it was there, but I thought it, it looked like you were adding losses as well. Um, but I think it's I just you're adding wins, which, and then you're yeah, just yeah, looking yeah. at win percentage because then you're going to have different numbers. Uh, so maybe I'll, I'll, I'll kind of revamp that to only add one. Okay. Win. Anyway. Well, Congrats, Andy. He moves to three and one. Evan drops to two and two. And then Kyle Bash improves to three and one. He was the high scorer this week, 119 to 95 over Nick, who drops down to two and two as well. I almost put Kyle Bash as number one in our power rankings. He's, I mean, only reason I didn't is that I I still think that my team is like maybe positioned better going forward, but Jordan actually likes. Kyle Bash's team more so I just like Kyle Bash oh I like oh I like him too okay um (laughs) (laughs) well looking at next week um quarterbacks there was uh, there wasn't anything to talk about and so I was like well let's start kind of looking for bye weeks ahead and then I was like well week six and the teams that are on bye no one's really going to start those quarterbacks anyways and so then I went to week seven and I was like, ah, people are on by, um, but it's really just my quarterback that's on by. <laughs> so, and, well, and Kyle. So, so Josh Allen will be on by in week seven and Dak Prescott will. Kyle, though, picked up Trey Lance. So he may have 
be thinking just start Trey Lance. Um, so selfishly, as I look ahead of who I might be able to put out there in week seven, I have four options and I just want your opinion on who would be your top ad. And they are Derek Carr at home versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia has a pretty poor secondary. Taylor Heineke at Green Bay. Their secondary is beat up. Their defense not very good. Ryan Tannehill versus Kansas City. We all know Kansas City can't play defense. Or Jameis Winston at Seattle. I don't think I can do that one. So I, I said Winston. this last time. I mean, I know that he's been good this year, but I just can't. I, I don't know if I can ever suggest Derek Carr. Maybe I can after a while, but. So then Taylor Heineke at Green Bay or Ryan Tannehill at home versus. I don't know who Taylor Heineke is. Well, he's the Washington quarterback right now with Ryan Fitzpatrick out. And he has, hold on, you're going to love this. You may not know who he is, but he, in the last three games, has had uh, 27.9, 20.8, and 20 fantasy points. So he's been a, a a good streaming option for the past three weeks. I mean, I would lean towards Ryan Tannehill, but maybe just keep an eye on the um, the handkerchief guy and just see. Um, yeah, I, I think so too. I feel like I need AJ Brown and Julio Jones both back to make me feel really confident in doing the. the yeah, team. that's true. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for helping me. I'll start to take that under advisement as I. Cool. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Start to. Does Millie go. have any thoughts on that one? Or no? She she left. She's uh, okay. singing songs about seashells right now. Smooth shells, seashells. I love all my seashells. Running backs. Uh, <laughs> well, let's start with my team again, just because I am, my team always pops up first. Who would you start? James Conner, Latavius Murray. Elijah Mitchell, Javante Williams. I need to start one of these guys in my RB2 slot this week. Well, you can't start Sony Mitchell uh, anymore. Um, no, Elijah Mitchell. Oh, Elijah Mitchell. He, yeah, so he's he's the starting running back. Well, maybe the starting running back for San Francisco. I probably can't start him because he'll have the big split with Trey Sermon. I'm really heavily leaning towards sitting Javante Williams, which means guarantee breakout game. Yes. So I'm going to induce that. So then it's Latavius Murray versus Indianapolis, old man, or James Conner at home versus San Francisco, who's just been getting touchdowns left and right, but he's not there. Lead back. Is I mean, is Chase Edmonds technically, does he get any more work than him? Yeah, I think so. Although last week Connor had a lot of touches. Yeah. Man, you have a predicament here. I mean, um, I have problems. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to, yeah. I think I would recommend James Connor just to see you know, if you could like punch in another touchdown or something like that. Cause it looks like he's getting a lot of the goal line work. I'm moving it for now, but I probably will change it six more times. Um, Andy has his typical predicament, and so I just love to see where you're at with it. He's got to pick two between Barkley, Swift, or Harris. This week, I would sit Swift um, between the three, and the reason I lean that way is O-line for Detroit's a bit banged up, and I I think Minnesota – I'm predicting them for a bit of a bounce back here so I could see him not getting 
quite quite the production that that you'd like to see. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like uh, Harris is going against, at least as of right now, the number one running defense, but uh, in the Broncos, I don't know if they were expected to be that good, but um, that's true. the The only thing with him with Harris is. And I don't know what other defense, like running backs, I'd have to go back and look at Denver's played against, but Harris gets a bunch of dump offs. So, I mean, he just racks up, you know, half a point here, you know, half a oh, point. I here. So, I, I don't recall. I mean, the Denver played the Jets. So, Denver played the Giants, I think, as well. Someone yeah, who has Denver played? Um, Hunt, I have. Uh, the Jets, Baltimore, Jacksonville, and Giants. Yes, yeah, so I don't know. They haven't been playing very strong competition. Yeah, and I just looked at Najee Harris's. I mean, he's getting like five receptions a game. I mean, something like that. He had 14, I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, so maybe I would do Najee Harris and Barkley. All right. For Kyle Schroeder, now that Christian McCaffrey's out, he wisely picked up Chubba Hubba. Um, do you slide him into the RB2 slot or do you prefer Josh Jacobs? Who, who do you view as a better play? Um, probably Josh Jacobs. Okay. Um, so if you, in, but then the flex. So then you'd like Chubby Hubby or he's got a myriad of wide receivers, Galladay, Brandon Cooks, Allen Robinson. Do you like Hubbard over all three of those options? I don't know. I don't know how you would um, not put in Cooks. I think I would put in Cooks for the flex. Uh, he's getting massive targets. I know that, I don't know, and Houston's going to just be playing from behind. That's my thought too, but the, what's the whole thing with Belichick? Is he he finds a way to scheme out your your number one option, and if there's a number one option in Houston, it's Brandon Cooks. So I don't know whether you believe in that philosophy or not that's one thing that gives me hesitation there is maybe new england's defense just says we're going to take cooks away and somebody else has to beat us yeah i just don't know if chubba hubbard is actually going to be like i mean he's going to get the most work but i don't know if you feel good about it i think i go chubby and sounds like joe you would go cooks cooks all right and then the last uh, running back kind of dilemma that we were looking at was Nick. And I don't know how much of a dilemma this is anymore. Um, Cordell Patterson or Melvin Gordon? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a few weeks ago, I was like, why are you even starting Cordell Patterson? But yeah, I think that you just need to probably start him. I, I think, he, yeah, absolutely. And especially this week with Calvin Ridley and still Russell Gage is out for Atlanta. So bizarre. He, he's I'm trying to, who is he like compared to last year? Almost, is he kind of like a, would you say like Curtis Samuel or, or Robbie Anderson, where it's like it, the name just doesn't sound sexy or attractive, but it's like the production just continues to be there. And you're like, what do I do? I know. And it's also like, he's not getting a lot of touches, but he's doing so much with those touches. Like, I don't know. He's like getting selling. Like maybe 12, this is like 13. I know. I, I actually wish I would have sold someone, uh, Mike Williams, but he might still be great in the future. But well, uh, I think Nick, I think Nick is Nick has the roster that I think is 
like he's primed to make a trade. I think like now before too, like before too many things happen because turning over to the wide receivers, I mean, he has four great wide receivers that you can, you want to start every week, Thielen, Metcalf, Chase, and Debo Samuel. He's got shaky running back room. I mean, CEH has come through in the last two weeks, but I don't think anyone really feels super great about him. Patterson that we just talked about, yeah, he's doing great now, but like, do you really trust that to continue? Gordon, everyone thinks is going to lose his job to Javante Williams. And then he's got Miles Gaskin, who's been massively disappointing through four weeks this year. Why not try to do something with Cordero Patterson and one of those four wide receivers and go search, go big game hunting for an RB? Like maybe someone who has like the other Atlanta uh, running back, like, I don't know, me or something like that. I tried to, <laughs> I tried to trade him, but I don't know if he's. I don't, know. I don't even know who's a wide receiver needy team right now. I'm just, I was, I was looking through this. I'm like every, I'm, and it's nice to have that depth of wide receiver when bye weeks come. So don't get me wrong. Like it, it's not like you have to go trade, but it's, I, there's just so much risk I see in his running back slide. I'm like, if you could just, even if you just go and flip one of those three wide receivers for a reliable, or one of those four wide receivers for a reliable our low end RB one or RB two, I think the roster would would look and feel a little bit better, and a little more flexible. But I think so too. Um, other starts at decisions on the wide receiver. To looking at Jordan's team, kind of got to pick three uh, between Ceedee Lamb, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Antonio Brown. I guess who's the odd man out there? Um, I. Uh, Antonio Brown for me. You um, said Antonio Brown? Yep, I think so. I, it's, to me, it's either Deontay Johnson or Antonio Brown. I think Big Ben is, I mean, Big Ben is just awful. I know he does throw the ball to Deontay Johnson. So I almost want to put Antonio Brown in over him. But uh, I mean, double digit targets every single game this year for Deontay Johnson. I'm so scarred by being his owner last year and having like three games where he, he started the game and then like got hurt in like the first quarter or dropped the ball three times and then got benched. So um, that's true. You're probably starting the right person, but I'm, I'm tempted to put Antonio Brown in there. Um, We didn't really talk much about this um, at all. Actually, Jordan and I did a little swapsy swapsy Terry McLaurin for Daryl Henderson. Yeah. Any thoughts? I think it was fine. I mean, I just, <laughs> I think, I think it's like, um, I don't know how to. It's fine. <laughs> like, I yeah. don't know what it's. That seems fair. Like on both sides, I think that both of you guys got maybe what you guys wanted out of the trade. Yeah, uh, I, I with with Montgomery going down after, you know, getting good production out of him for one week. That was nice. Um, I'm sorry. I, you never know. It's fancy football. Um, I, I just had, I just felt that I needed to, I had to get some, at least one starting running back that I can confidently put in there and, and then, you know, just mix and match that second one. So I, you know, I, yeah. How relieved me. were you um, that Robert Woods had the game he had? Oh, uh, you know, it, it was kind of like <laughs> Stafford's like, Oh, I haven't been throwing this guy the ball. Let me just throw the ball to him every time. And obviously it's not going to continue, but it was nice to see. Yeah. Yeah. One of those two players. So yes. All right. Um, Tim, 
Oh, Tim. Cole Beasley. Oh, my God. I got so many things here. What do you like? Cole Beasley, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle, Chase Claypool. He's got a bunch of these guys that are all in that, like, RB. RB. <laughs> They're running back fives, but um, wide receiver three ranges. <laughs> Um, that'd be funny to see some of these running backs. So what, what, who do you kind of put in as his wide receiver too? He's starting Keenan Allen. Do you like Beasley at the chiefs? Dante Smith. Well, I, I honestly can't. I, I don't think you can start anyone whose name is Waddle. I think that's one. Um, so I would not start him. Um, like the, did he get his name by just waddling around the, I don't know. I just, I, I would shy away from that. Um, <laughs> What you pulled? You pulled a child from underneath <laughs> your table. How did that happen? Just, just don't ask questions. It was almost like a pseudo birth experience. I just went through. Oh my gosh, that was wow. very weird. Um, you go wait. So you won't start Waddle because that's funny. Because I um, you would. I, I think Waddle might be my of all the four. I, I might start because of how bad Tampa Bay secondary is. I mean, and they are bad. And Will Fuller's out, Devontae Parker's out uh, for Miami. And so, like, who in the world is the ball going to go to? Oh, Millie's here. What would you like? You want to play with me? Oh, so nice. All right, let's go get some toys. You bring them back, okay? But, um, I, I mean, the pattern for Cole Beasley, he might get 13 targets this game if the pattern continues. That's, that's true, too. Here's my hesitation with Cole Beasley. And really, it's the hesitation I have with starting Manuel Sanders, too, is um, somebody on that Bills team, pass catching group, is, is going to disappoint. I don't think it's going to be Stefan Diggs. So there's Dawson Knox, there's Cole Beasley, and there's Emmanuel Sanders. I don't see all three of them having the, the fantasy, like, weeks that you know managers are hoping for and so I, you fire them up i mean you don't know i don't know who's who's going to be beasley can have you know like you said the 10 targets and the touchdown but i think there's risk there or more risk there than jalen waddle because to me waddle's almost a lock for <laughs> probably 10 12 targets yeah he might be for this week yeah so tough and, and you in this would you start Fournette? Um, Edmonds, as you know, assuming Edmonds plays. Yeah, I um, think so. Yeah, okay. those are. Yep, yep. Um, couple on Brian for his. Well, let's talk mine first while I find Brian's. Quick one for mine. We were just talking about Manuel Sanders. You like him or Jacoby Myers at Houston? Um, hasn't Jacoby Myers just been consistent, but nothing like spectacular? That's correct. He's never had a touchdown. In his career, he's like setting records for like most receptions without and most yards without a touchdown. Really? Mm-hmm. I think that's I would, one's gonna run. So I think I have to stick with Sanders. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking of New England running, this is where I was going with Brian. So he right now has his two wide receivers. He has Marvin Jones and Marquise Brown. I think yes, we got to definitely start Marquise Brown there. Do you like Marvin Jones or or Tyler Boyd better this coming week? Boyd's playing Green Bay, beat up secondary. Running games beat up as well, so you think they're going to pass a lot. Or Marvin Jones versus Tennessee, and we all know Tennessee is dreadful. 
on defense? I have very little thoughts at the current moment about this. Um, <laughs> great, great, great input. Brian will be very pleased to, to have that. Good luck, Brian. I, I think Marvin, yeah, I, I think I would put in Tyler Boyd. Um, I just don't like the boom and bust. Like Marvin Jones is like, well, this year he hasn't been the boom or bust, but I just think that previous years, that's who he is. And so I would put in the Tyler Boyd. I would too. And this just comes down to uh, quarterback play. I trust Burrow to get the ball <laughs> to Boyd on a more consistent basis than I do Trevor Lawrence still at this point. Um, that being the case, do you like Damian Harris and his flex over both Jones and, and Boyd, if those are the ones that now he's looking at for a flex? you put Damian Harris in there, or do you start Jones and Boyd? And well, Damian Harris had a balmy negative four rushing yards last week. Um, so there's that. Um, but I don't know. I think then they fall behind, then I'm not sure how the game went actually last year or last week. Um, I don't know. I actually might put in uh, Marvin Jones over Damian Harris, possibly. I wouldn't blame him if he did, but I would. This is where I think game script does favor running. I mean, New England's favored by I think nine, nine and a half points now. Oh, that's true. So if that's if that holds, then you got to think they're going to just try to run, 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 and Houston's not good against the run. So I think there's probably yeah, you're right. So I would, I'd probably lean Harris there, but I would not blame Brian if, you know, we see him switch at the last minute and put both Jones and Boyd in there and sit Harris to be like, well, let's just make sure Harris actually still is the, the main guy here. Sure. Let's move on to tight ends. Sticking with Brian, quick hitter here, Dalton Schultz or Noah Fant. Dalton Schultz is, at, is playing the Giants. Giants are awful against the tight ends so far. Fant is at Pittsburgh. Um, Noah Fant. You do Fant. Okay. He's putting Schultz in there. And I don't, I think I, I think I might be okay with that because I think this Denver Pittsburgh game could get pretty, pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one though, because this is like projections in ESPN have that Fant for 1.2 more points. So a little ballsy there, Brian. Joel, Mike Gesicki or Dallas Goddard? Um, I, I'm like navigating to their teams as we're. As well, Gasicki is kind of in that same situation as Waddles, and where you know who else is he going to throw the ball to with with full speed now? So he's got Gasicki and he's got Waddle and Preston Williams as his pass catchers now, and then Goddard, you know, Earths is is getting a lot more target share than I think we anticipated at the beginning of the year. Um, so probably but, probably the uh, yeah the Gasicki. Like a kicky guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what he's got anyways. And then for for me, I need help again. Um, Kittle is not going to play, and I don't have another tight end on my roster. So pulling up the free agents that I can pick up, Robert Tunyon at Cincinnati. There's Cameron Brait with Gronk being out. Uh, um, Oh, thank you, Elder. You're making a shell out of letters. Great. I made a different shell. Okay. 
Yeah. Wasn't Evan what wasn't Evan Ingram like super good like two years ago? Yeah, he, he he's on the list too. And then Tyler Conklin, Minnesota. Any of these guys stand out? I mean, I could also just go Zach Ertz. Like he's been getting he's been getting targets seven and eight the last two weeks. That's pretty pretty tempting. Pretty good. How about Hunter Henry? What has he been doing? Well, he did he got some a touchdown last week, which I think which kind of is boosting him, but like yardage 31, 42, 36, 32. So like the yards are not there. I, I can't think I can do, I mean, I'm totally banking on a touchdown. If I go with one of the new England ones, if I'm thinking of yards, I feel like it's either Evan Ingram or Zach Ertz. Wasn't Ricky seals uh, Jones supposed to be like a breakout candidate. Oh yeah. Sure. Well, he's, yeah. He's an option too, actually, because, but oh, I mean, like he's just, He's not doing great. Yeah. All right. You know what? I don't know what I'm going to do, but if anyone has an idea or has an extra tight end and they really want to try to make a quick trade with me, hit me up. I'm, I just need to like get like seven or eight points yeah. out of that position. Yeah. All right. Defenses. I don't like a lot of people's this, this week. It's not that I hate I them. I like talking like, about defenses. You don't? No. Oh my god. Well <laughs> no, so, right, well, no, it's fine. <laughs> well the ones that are that I just put question marks by as I was looking at it is Joe. I put a question mark by by Tampa Bay because the secondary I keep picking on them, but they're so bad. Like I could just see Miami putting up putting up points. Packers again beat up their defense sucks. That's Kyle Bash's. I don't know if I trust them. Cardinals for Brian. Um Maybe they're legit defense. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I fully buy into that. And plus, with Trey Lance getting looking like he's in his first start, I just I see San Francisco. I see San Francisco winning this game, and so I, I don't see this being a great week for them. And then I put a question mark by Nick with the the Washington team. They're supposed to be good, right? They're like the one of the biggest the hyped defenses, but they're just not getting it done. Um, so if anyone else is uncomfortable about those, the two that I earmark that I still kind of like are the Raiders at home versus Chicago. Uh-huh. They can, they've been getting decent pressure on quarterbacks. Maybe they'll be able to fluster Justin Fields a bit. Dear Montgomery's out. Their offense isn't looking too promising. And then I put in there um, the Chargers versus Cleveland. And the reason I put that there is the report came out that Baker Mayfield can play with a partially torn labrum. Perhaps they're just not going to be able to move the balls effectively. Maybe they'll stack the box, stop the run. It'll just be a slower, lower scoring game. Um, I thought they they seemed like a maybe a safer, a safer option compared to what other folks had on their roster. What is what is the labrum? Is it like a part of your ear or I no. what's the labrum? No, no, no. Labrum is is part of your shoulder. Oh, here's a here's a picture of a labrum for you. Um, we need to have Kyle on. Kyle can tell us all about the labrum right there. In this picture, it's the little blue, blue line there that's right between the humeral head the, and the the glenoid bone. Oh, um, I see. Yeah, and see this labral tear. That's probably this is probably Baker's. Baker's. So this actually might be his X-ray. Yeah, that we're looking at. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a maybe a pencil sketch, but he, he could very well be a pencil. Well, I mean, that's how they do x-rays, right? I don't remember. I don't know. I think they just, I think they just, 
pencil and sketch it. Um, all right. Well, wow, okay. All right. Well, now I know what a, a labrum is. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We can do like some what of those. Are we like, doing here? We, we need to we need to get like Kyle on and have like like some of those podcasts have the the fantasy doctor segment or something like. Oh, come no. on, <laughs> talk about the injuries and and whatnot because we obviously have no clue. All right, quick know, the Raiders defense is rated super high on ESPN, so I, just saying, probably due to the Chicago. Um, yeah, think about it. Think about it. Quick predictions: Kyle Schrodem versus Team Brian. I did get the horn just to, you know, I did call on him last week that I felt like that five touchdown game from Mahomes was coming and he got five touchdowns. Did he get five touchdowns? He got five touchdowns, yeah. Um, however, I think that, um, well, I think Kyle, Kyle gets it. If he, well, you know, even though he's off to a bad start with Collins and Lockett, I think, uh, I think he's got enough upside well, I don't know, because Hawkinson might not play either. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Well, he may not. No, he, he might be out, too. Or limited if he if he plays. I'm going to say Brian. Brian somehow gets it again. Again, Mahomes, big day, game versus Buffalo. And someone else is going to hit big as well. I'm, I'm still going with Kyle. Okay. Andy versus Tim. Andy three and one. Tim two and two. I, I just every time I look at Andy's roster, I just I just say Andy. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> you just gotta. It's just got so much opportunity there to to have big games. So I'll go with him again. I don't know. I like I like Tim's roster. Um, yeah, pretty. I don't know. I think I put him kind of down in the power rankings this week, but I. Just because it's historical play, right. but um, but I, I will pick Andy still because I can't. But anyway, I do like <laughs> Tim's roster. All right, Jordan, um, off to a less. Well, both these guys are kind of off to a little less than ideal start. Stafford only got Jordan sixteen point five. He's really you know getting the yards, but really another touchdown away from having a a good fantasy day. And then Cooper Cup, I mean, still had seven receptions for ninety some odd, but you know we're we're used to getting a little bit more out of him. Um, that said, I, I'm going to go with Kyle Bash here between Derrick Henry and, and Dak Prescott. I think, you know, he's got two, two players who have a good shot at having big weeks that'll, that'll carry him over Jordan. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go with Kyle Bash. Um, 19.6 points projection for Cooper cup is like one of the highest I've ever seen for a wide receiver for a half point PPR. I thought that was ridiculous. But I mean, he he's been playing like it. But yeah, yeah. I, I, Jordan's not out on this one. This one this one's one to watch. I, I Jordan's got some good some good opportunity there as well. Yeah, Joe, you're taking on Evan this week. Um, just mine's gonna be tough too. I don't know. It, it kind of t- comes down to two things I think on on Evan's side. One is is Dalvin Cook truly healthy is he going to get his his normal workload and two it's is do the targets in that buffalo game do they get funneled to digs and knocks like if those things happen um i'm in trouble i think you could be in trouble i'm I, i'm projecting yeah I, i'm gonna go um, with the upset i think evan's gonna get you i think he's gonna get you yeah. and damian williams i mean i you just don't know i mean he is like the yeah i don't know 
But so, my call this week, though, is Travis Kelsey is due for his two touchdown game. So 100 yards and two touchdowns from him. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, and somehow you're still you're still going to lose. I think I'm going to win, though. I normally don't pick myself, but I'm going to win. Actually, <laughs> lately, I think I've been picking myself. And lastly, I am taking on Nick. Our matchup is half over already. Um, I had yeah, to start from Daryl Henderson and Robert Woods last night. Our, I have 37 points. Uh, Nick, just terrible luck with with Russell Wilson hurting his middle finger, I think he did. And he's now going to be out, I think, for multiple weeks. But then he also did have some, some touchdown luck here. I think Higby had, what, one catch, two catches? Two catches. One of them was a touchdown, so a 50% touchdown rate for him. And then I think Metcalf had four receptions, and two of them were uh, with five uh, five receptions. So you got the touchdowns in that game. Do you think Nick uh, has enough left to pull this off? Um, I don't. My roster is not great. That you're. I think that you will. You'll take it this week, unless if he can try to work out a trade for like a better, solid wide receiver. I mean RB two. Which, uh, wait a second, it's already Saturday, so probably not. Unless you listen to it, Nick, really quickly. Um, and then work out a trade um, before tomorrow. But I think I'm going to pick you. All right. Well, that will do it for the Week 5 podcast. And just want to take one last look here at the Labrum. Oh, oh yeah, Labrum. Labrum, Labrum, glenoid process in the human. Oh, All right, Kyle, so help fun. us out to- Help us out next time to help us understand the, the anatomy of the shoulder. The, the shoulder is right. And the All right. Well. Take care, everybody. And best All of right. luck. Love you. I do love you, too.